Welcome to Two Girls Who Read, a podcast where we discuss, sometimes calmly, sometimes not, the most popular topics troubling or entertaining the readers of the 21st century. The book community on TikTok has grown and expanded so much that now on the social media app, the hashtag BookTok has over 3 billion views. With fame comes followers and opinions, which the BookTok community has plenty of. Us, your co-hosts, Lily Hope and Olivia Grace, dive into a new book-related topic each episode. Let us know your thoughts on our podcast episode's topic on our podcast TikTok, at Two Girls Who Read Podcast, where we where you can also find exclusive behind-the-scenes clips from our unreleased episodes. Also, if you're feeling really nice, check out our individual TikToks, at the book readers and at it's Olivia Grace underscore. Now, with all that said, let's get right into today's topic, the Song of Achilles. I completely <laughs> forgot what it was then. <laughs> I was like, dramatic pause. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously this podcast episode, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. It's going to have quite a few... Sp- it's we're gonna spoil the entire entirety yeah. of the song of Achilles, and it's it's a beautiful book. So please don't ruin it for if yourself. You, like, and just listen to this and stop you're like, us now. Oh, I'm like three quarters of the way through. It's fine. Like it's on you if you get it spoiled. Honestly, no. Yeah, no. It's like there's gonna be big big spoilers. So don't keep listening. Um, but let's get into okay. it. So it's really fun because most of the time when we do podcast episodes, we'll like talk about a book that like either you know like you read a while ago and that like i've just read or like vice versa like when we did the infernal devices like you had read that quite a bit before i did and then throne of glass i read that before you stuff like that right but Mm -hmm. we both just finished this book very true so i think that that's very and i think this is really exciting because it's such a different book than we usually talk about in here like i feel like the books that we usually talk about on this podcast it's like oh my god like he bit her and she growled and (laughs) oh my god let's talk about the smut scenes like let's get down to it um but with this book like it's so interesting because literally lily and i have the different copies of the book but mine it says that it's like a part of the bloomsbury modern classics like collection and so it's very interesting because this is a book that i do believe in like 50 years time if the planet you know is still going and we haven't blown up yet like kids will be studying this book in english class and so it's interesting because i feel like this is like potentially the most like lit literature student book that i've ever read because we're really analyzing it on a different level than okay let's talk about the most badass moments in this book it's like no these characters are so complex there's so many politics and like moral dilemmas in it and yeah it's gonna get deep i feel like yeah well when i finished this book my first thought was like i want to write a 10-page essay on achilles like i literally said that to olivia i was like i want to write a 10-page essay on achilles and i because i finished it and olivia was like in the middle of it or whatever and i was like i need you to finish it so that we can like analyze these characters together it is true and this is really fun because she just finished it and we haven't analyzed the characters together yet so this is like raw footage here everyone like you're getting this is our 10-page you are essay getting. is what we're trying to say <laughs> this is our 10-page essay and then my other reaction when i finished it is i literally went and like because i know in like the back of like my copy of the song of achilles there's like um discussion questions right because i'm assuming people are already reading this in schools okay and so i like was like sitting there and i was like analyzing these discussion questions like trying to answer them 
<laughs> I was like, oh, oh my god. god, this is so different <laughs> to like, most experiences that I have. So I'm looking at the back of mine. I guess it's I just wanna, I want discussion questions. They're online. We'll pull some of them up for this podcast, but I think just like first starting out, like I feel like just like our thoughts on Achilles. Like, what are your thoughts on Achilles? I feel like he's the most oh, complex character in the novel. It. So let's like we're getting right into it. Oh my god, where do you begin with Achilles? I think is the question. I think you posed a really you posed okay literally it's an essay oh no but you you posed like an interesting question last night at at 2 a.m on the phone like my version 2 a.m lily's like and lily was like getting ready for work and i'm just like okay i'm half asleep but you put you posed an interesting point where you said like i don't think achilles is a good person he just did like what like patroclus like begged him to do and those just happened to be good well not even that not even that because yes he did so much good for achilles but if you really think about it when it came down to like the critical moment of the novel not even or he didn't even do any he didn't do these good things for patroclus he did he wouldn't even do it for him and so like what i was kind of wondering is is he even a good person or Mm -hmm. is it just because we read it through Patroclus's POV, who like loved Achilles so much, yeah. that Achilles is kind of portrayed as a good person. But like, is he really? Because it's interesting because when Patroclus, after Patroclus, you know, dies, and we're seeing it, I feel like a bit of that bias does go away a bit for whatever reason, and we see like nobody really liked achilles like even though which is even more fascinating because patroclus's like whole kind of thing and his want and desire was to have like a good legacy and to be remembered right and i just think like his whole story it's so just like ironic because everything he did ended up just being causing him to become the very things that he didn't want well, and it's very interesting because you really see, even at, like, the four-year point in this war, like, we get to, like, the four-year point, and all the soldiers were, like, wanting to leave, they were wanting to go home, and Achilles was able to rally the soldiers. They had enough respect for Achilles that they were willing to stay to fight for Achilles, mm-hmm. right? And then, so, it's just, like, such, like, a jarring contrast that, like, by the time we just, like, skipped, like, six years ahead, he was trying to kill this whole army, and... I think that it was just very interesting. And then I think, I think what just made him such an interesting character is like how he, what he came from when he couldn't even see the sight of that girl dying to, you know, willing to slaughter an entire army just because he was petty. Right. Like that was, it's such an interesting, I feel like a real turning point is that halfway through the book, like I was kind of like, casually listening to the audiobook and so it, honestly this book was a little bit difficult for me to kind of get into but I remember like all of a sudden I hear like this quote the audiobook say like this quote and it's um they're about to go into battle for the first time and uh, Patroclus asks Achilles like a question that he's asked many times before and he's like uh are you scared or like something like that and then Achilles is kind of like, oh, or it's more like Achilles says, he's like, I don't want to fight. Like, I don't want to be this, uh, like, warrior or, or a hero. Like, nobody likes heroes and whatever. 
And then Patroclus, mm-hmm. like, he asks, like, are you afraid? And he goes, no, this is what I was born to do. And so, like, it's very interesting because literally from the first moment of war, we see him change. And it's just super, like, it's just such an interesting, like, well, philosophical that, idea that, like, war changes someone so much. Well, and it also poses the question that you can ask yourself, because you can ask yourself, is a killer a good person or a bad person? But you can also ask yourself, like, who would any of us really be if we had the same upbringing he did? Exactly. Like, he was literally partly raised by a god. Like, I feel like the better like, question... None of us... Exactly. <laughs> like, 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 I feel like almost the better question to ask of that character, is he a good person, is he a bad person, or is he just human? So... Because you don't even really know. Well, because I think that that was the whole point of the novel, was that he was just human, because when it came down to it, he died like a mortal. Like, there was that quote that was like, he's human, shoot him and he'll die. And that's exactly what happened, right? So I think that's what, like, that whole thing was, like, really trying to, like, point out was the fact that, like, he's not good or bad, and, you know, he's a human, right? And that's, like, kind of what, like, the whole story was, like, kind of, like, narrowing down to, which was, like, really cool, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's so cool... But it's especially cool because it's just like um, they spend the whole Achilles goes his whole life. People treat him, you know, like royalty one because he is royalty, but also because mm-hmm. he's part god, correct? And then it's just super interesting because then it comes down to it, and Achilles, you know, he goes his whole life living with this reputation of oh, he's just like incredible and you know, la di da da and he's a god, and all of this, like, part god. Um, and then at the end, I have the quote here, he's like, um, he is not, uh, what is it? It's like, the god had begun to smile at how often now the man seeks to duck rather than meet his blows. Inex- inexorably, he bears down. Achilles' face is contorted with effort and focus. He's fighting at the edge, the very edge of his power. He is not, after all, a god. So it's, like, just interesting. Yeah. And that's, like, near... That's page 326 that that quote is on. So it's, like, near the end of the book. And so it really shows that, like, he went through the whole book kind of... You know, we weren't sure. But then when it came down to it, I feel like it was made very clear. It's, like, he is just human. And so uh, it's just, like, are we... Would we be better than Achilles if we were in a similar situation? Yeah. Well, and what I think is, like... What I think is very cool about this book was, like, I feel like, obviously, like, I knew that one of them was going to die. You know what I mean? Like, I had just heard this book was so sad and devastating and all that stuff. But I really did assume that just, like, one of them was going to die or Mm -hmm. even potentially both of them, right? Like, I kind of had that in my head. But what, like, really kind of took me off guard, and I don't know why, I really should have seen this coming. But, like, and I kind of did a little bit, like, but only, like, right before it happened was that Achilles was going to be the cause of Patroclus' death. And I feel like that just, like, Mm. made it so much more impactful because the whole book, the whole time there, like, the whole book, it's Achilles protecting Patroclus, even from the first moment, right, Mm -hmm. that they met. Like, they literally became friends because Patroclus had, you know, wronged Achilles' father and was like, Achilles, like, lie for me sort of thing you know what I mean yeah and so kind of like the whole book it was like Achilles had like some kind of like he he protected Patroclus the whole thing 
And then when it really came down to it, Achilles was the only reason Patroclus was dead. Mm. And it was interesting because it was the one time Patroclus insisted on protecting Achilles. He was like, let me do this for you. Yeah. Like, it's been, what, 20, like, 18 years or 28 years, or whatever you want to put it as. Like, if 18. You, yeah, 18 of just, like, you always doing things for me. Like, let me do this one thing for you, and then he dies. It's very, yeah, it's super just interesting and... Um, and then it's even more interesting after that how quickly after spending so many years and the kind of revelation being made of uh, we kind of find out like this war should have been done decades ago like literally decades they're like Achilles like this war should have been over like decades ago but you're we you're stretching it out because you want to live longer but then as soon as Patroclus dies he's like the war's over and like five minutes it feels like because he's like well I don't care if I'm gonna die anymore and I just think that's so interesting Mm -hmm. there was like so many quotes there was just so many parts of that book that like made Achilles downfall like so much more impactful and like because we were seeing it from Patroclus's point of view all the everything was so much more subtle Mm. right like we weren't seeing it from like you know like a book where it was like the protagonist like hates one character and then we you know we see it in that like really biased way so like everything was like really kind of subtle and but then I feel like that just like made it like so much better because like you have to think like if Patroclus is pointing this out then yeah you know there this must be an issue and um and so even there was just like this scene where like okay so like we had like there's like three that come to my mind and so, first of all, like, Achilles became a healer, and he got to know, like, all the name of all, the names of all the men, and he, like, really got close to them all. And then there was even that scene where, like, right after that, Achilles was like, I don't understand how you know all their names. Like, they all look the same to me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then it was almost like Achilles was, like, dehumanizing these men because he almost, like, he, he on some certain level, like, saw himself as above them, right? Even though he was like, I don't want to be a god, but, like, he did. He yeah, saw himself sure. as a god and these were just like soldiers and it didn't matter and then there was a scene like later when achilles was getting the whole army slaughtered where patroclus is like those sounds of the men dying like those were my friends yeah you know and patroclus didn't even care and then there was the other scene where achilles was just talking about how you know he can't believe that they let this war get so bad. And it was because of Agam- Agamemnon. Yeah. Is that his name? Agamemnon. And his, like, petty grievances. And then it's like, there's a little flash in, like, Patroclus' mind. He's like, and yours, too, Achilles. Because it was. It was just, like, equally Achilles' fault, right? For sure. And then the last one, really quickly, is um, when Patroclus was, like, when they got... Um, like, it was right after he, like, went to his mother to talk about Agamemnon or whatever mm-hmm. and, like, what he was going to do with him. And then Patroclus is like, Achilles, like, this has gone too far. Like, this is not you. And then Achilles is like, you know what, you're right. Like, I can't believe I've done this, you know? I can't believe I've put the girls in danger and mm. all that stuff, right? Yeah. And then and then he's like, it's okay. Like, you made a mistake. Like, you're a good person and you made a mistake. And he's like, well, you don't know everything I've done yeah and i thought that that was also a really cool line yeah i remember that um 
with the faces thing, I found that so interesting because there's literally a line where Achilles is like, I'm not good with faces. And my brain, like my overanalyzing brain, instantly got taken to the <laughs> fact that, like, I don't know, like, if people are going to like that I say this person's name, but, like, Hitler, he was not good with faces. And that said a lot about his mm-hmm. character, I feel like, where, remember how, like, he got into art. He was good at art, but he could never draw faces. And I feel like if you look at that from a very, like, poetic, like, analytical way, you're like, hmm. I feel like that can really say a lot mm. about a person where it's, like... Psychologically. Psychologically. Like, that really says a lot about a person. And so when Achilles said that, I was like, look, Madeline Miller, she's got, like, a doctorate, I think, at, like, Brown University. I don't think she would just, like, put that in there and... Uh, so like you bring up that faces thing was very interesting to me because that really stuck with me I was like uh, I just feel like that said a lot about Achilles but I feel like the difference with Achilles is he still had one face that he would recognize in from miles away and that was Patroclus and the whole there's that whole kind of analogy that follows throughout the book where it's like Patroclus he brings him back or whatever or like you know how he says that a couple times mm-hmm. where he's like oh my gosh like you're back now like you were gone for a little bit but now I've like brought you back and I feel like that's just I feel like that just really adds something and makes him makes Achilles just like so three-dimensional because if you look at it like just from everyone else's POV it's just kind of like oh that's a very interesting like kind of out of control potentially you know up himself dude but then Patroclus even Patroclus just like being with Achilles like I feel like that unintentionally did make people see Achilles with more respect because even um Bellius I never know how to say her name but Mm. even her at the end she's like I have no idea how he loved you and so it's very interesting because I feel like people would have... I know that if I saw, like, Achilles, but if I saw Patroclus with Achilles, I'm like, well, if a person that kind is capable of loving this person, there must be something to yeah. that. Um, so I pulled up some of the discussion questions, and I think some of them are kind of cool, so... I don't know if you want me to read some of them, but I think it could be kind of fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's do it. So it kind of just, like, goes in chronological order, the number, or the novel. And, like, I won't read all of them, obviously, but, like, kind of the ones I thought were cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Near the beginning of their friendship, Achilles tells his father that he values Patroclus because he is very surprising. What do you think Achilles means by that? I thought that was kind of a cool question. Wait, say it again. At the beginning of their friendship, um, when Achilles' father basically asks him, like, why this boy? Like, you haven't had friends before. Oh, And he tells yes. his father that Patroclus is surprising. Like, what do you think? Because, like, if you look at how their friendship started, like, it was pretty instant. Like, Achilles was pretty taken to Patroclus mm. pretty instantly, right? Well. What do you think? I think, I think Achilles was very unimpressed. He had this whole kind of smug, um, I am a god kind of perspective, I feel like, for most (laughs) of his life. And as you would, because everybody treated him like one. Like, how could you not? And so, however, 
uh, he, so I feel like we, along with that, he found it very easy to be pessimistic about humanity as if he wasn't a human himself. And I feel like he was very, like, unimpressed with, like, the human population. Like, if we meet Achilles and he's like, I'm just so bored. Like, I'm always bored. And I just feel like that he's, when he says that, it's like he's not bored in the sense of he has nothing to do. It's like he's bored in the sense of his life is quite, he doesn't really see the point. He's kind of confused by, like, society or whatever. That's how I see it. And at the, like, Patroclus, he was, like, really, like, he didn't treat Achilles, like, you know, Mm. the prince or the god at all. Like, he, like, one of their first real interactions was he was, like, lie to your father for me. Yeah. And I think that that just, like, he was, like, and then even, like, there was a line. I remember listening to it, and it was, like, um, Achilles was even surprised, like, the demandingness in his tone. Like, he was, like, demanding, like, and I think that really surprised Achilles because people had asked him for things, I feel like, like, you know, favors and because, you know, he was a god. But, like, I don't think anyone had ever, like, demanded anything of Achilles, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, for sure. And I feel like they were just very equal match off the bat. And I feel like Patroclus really um, complimented Achilles well because Patroclus was a prince who had kind of fallen, you could argue. So, yeah, I, f- I feel like Achilles would have also taken to that a little bit, or I saw that a bit because he was like, Achilles, Patroclus is kind of like being through kind of what I fear because his whole thing is like, I want like a good reputation, I want to be remembered, like I want a legacy, and then Patroclus, like he kind of lost any chance of that, like when his father exiled him, right? And so I feel like. Yeah, that really also fascinated Achilles probably right off the bat just being like this like exiled prince is still like okay and like alive as I feel like if I went through what he did I just don't even know like what I would do and so that's very surprising yeah, for, for him sure. as well um okay here's another question this one's like a little bit this is, like, heavy. This is kind of, like, basically like the whole purpose of the novel, <laughs> which is why I'm asking it. Um, consider the explosive falling out between Achilles and Agamemnon. In what ways were each of them at fault for the rift? And then there's more to the question, but, like, I'll leave it at that for now and then finish it after. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I don't really know a lot about... I didn't really take note a lot of Agamemnon, I literally don't even know much about Agamemnon. Don't remember much. I just remember like their big rift, like that it's like kind of referring to was like right before Achilles was like fight the war on your own then sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then because he was basically telling Achilles that like cuz Achilles had all these like ideas, you know. Mm-hmm. And then Agamemnon was like, "No, I'm the general of this army. Like you need to be put in your place." And Achilles was like, "Well, you can't fight this army without me." Mm-hmm. And then that's when he was like, "I'm going to take Bresias? Bresias? Yes. Don't know how to say her. Yes. Um, he's like that's that's when he was gonna take her right, and then he was like, uh, "Fine, yes, do it." Then yes. that's when he was gonna kill Agamemnon. Like so, like that whole falling out. Mm. And I just think it's really cool because, well, obviously, like Agamemnon was like, obviously like, 
oh no i remember sorry there's a critical part of this that i'm missing um it was also when um when the plague came because agamemnon had like stolen that guy's daughter Mm. and then achilles is like return her and then agamemnon's like no and then that's when that everything else that i already just said where then he's like i won't fight for you then oh okay when that happened yeah so i think that's really cool because obviously agamemnon started it and like by not returning the girl like he should never have kidnapped that girl and like caused this whole plague and stuff and like honestly like i was totally on achilles side for quite a bit of that argument because he he did have a point like he had a point like right like i mean it's not cool to kidnap people so (laughs) yeah but then what i think was just like so ironic is like everyone was on achilles side and then he's like well i'm gonna kidnap you know your your woman you know just to show like because at the time he thought that achilles like she was achilles war prize right Mm -hmm. even though achilles couldn't have given two shits less Mm -hmm. about about that but like you know that's not what agamemnon thought and so then i think it's really ironic because the whole fight started because achilles like you kidnap that girl return her and he's like i'm gonna kidnap your girl and he's like okay then I'll kill you. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, it kind of went back to, like, Achilles just being, like, yeah, you can take, you can take her. Yeah, I think people, I think where we're at fault is Agamemnon's obviously fault because he started, but Achilles, I feel like people, because he stood up for, you know, the, the woman, I guess you could say, people were, like, oh, Achilles is a better leader. You know, I feel like that was the general impression that people got from that. Achilles is better. Let's mm-hmm. follow Achilles. But then in that moment, he really stoops down to Agamemnon's level. And I think that's a fault on Achilles's half. Because when you're a leader, like, people were seeing him as a leader. And Agamemnon, he was supposedly the leader. But I remember there was a whole part of the book where it was like, but people cheered for Achilles like Agamemnon might have been like the general but like Achilles was the one getting all the praise and people Mm -hmm. relied on him and he was the one that united everyone and rallied the troops at one point and so when you have that obviously people are admiring you but I think where it gets interesting is people were admiring Achilles for standing up for the woman and whatnot and then he wasn't kind of practicing what he was preaching I guess you could say and I think that's partly because and I feel like that is something to do as well with the part of a lot of people probably didn't realize that the whole reason why Patroclus even took in Bellius is because Achilles oh because oh why Achilles took in Bellius was because Patroclus like begged him to so that yeah yeah. and so well hmm. Yeah, so I think that obviously they're both in the wrong, but for kind of different slash the same reasons. But then the second part of the question was, could this rift have been avoided or was it always inevitable given that Achilles' fate was determined? Because that was really like the beginning of the end, right? Mm-hmm. Like Achilles refused to fight and then Patroclus went out for him and then Patroclus died and then Achilles killed Hector and then Achilles then died, right? right. You know what I mean? So that fight was really the beginning of, you know, I think Achilles' downfall I th- and like his fate being determined. So, 
could that rift have been avoided? I feel or? like there's like a f- almost like a fault in that question because could it have been avoided? Could that one scenario have been avoided? Absolutely. And Agamemnon could have just like not kidnapped the girl. And so, but mm-hmm. if we're talking about fate, if we look at Achilles as a character, I guess you can argue that he was always there was always destined to be some fallout eventually with that character because his his morals and his ethics were just so blurred at some points and you put them in a bloodthirsty war sure. how is that ever going to work it's very it takes a very very special person to not be influenced to make bad decisions by that it's and so if we're talking about fate where he was like always destined could his prophecy have been avoided um i mean sure but like i think achilles it's i in my personal opinion think it's not a crazy idea to say that achilles was always destined to have a downfall of some sort though for sure a hundred percent he was always destined to have that downfall i just whether it's death i don't know like that could I guess you could argue that the death downfall could have been avoided, but, like, a downfall in a different way totally could have happened. Well, and what I think is very interesting is throughout the early parts of the novel when, like, the prophecy was determined, it was, like, Achilles was going to die, and then Patroclus said that he would not live long after. Like, he would just, you know, he would accept his own death after Achilles was gone. And what I think is just so ironic is that, like, that is basically what happened just in the reverse way right Mm. yeah but but not even really entirely in the reverse way because when even when they both died they were almost taking on the roles of like the other person like when Patroclus died he was really taking on the role of Achilles and not just by wearing his armor but even in the fighting he was doing right Mm. yeah and they even mentioned that he was, like, throwing this spear, and he could never throw a spear, but then he, you know, he could. And and then, so he's really taking on the role of Achilles there, and then even when Achilles actually died, he almost had taken on the role of Patroclus a little bit, in the sense of, like, he was just being a really sloppy fighter, right? You know, like, mm. he was acting like he had absolutely no experience. Like, Achilles shouldn't have died in that moment. Yeah. Right? Mm. But he let himself get killed because he was being clueless on the battlefield which is the you know the death that achilles always feared for patroclus so basically the book kind of just like ended exactly like you would have it was said it was gonna end on like page 100 you just didn't want to see it (laughs) exactly and it's exactly and it's almost more surprising that it does end exactly how like a prophecy says it would because you're just so i feel like you're like that's too easy but then i guess where it's just this book it's so kind of like oh wow this is very simplistically like ingenious i guess you could say is these with these characters it speaks volumes those fates to them because it's just such a book in my opinion where it's like about a a guy kind of struggling or trying to avoid fate but then he's like almost he's struggling to do so is exactly what or his defiance of his fate is almost exactly what triggers it so it's just an interesting concept to me it's very like butterfly effect for sure um well and i just kind of thought of something when we were talking mm -hmm. 
So this is not a discussion post question. This is just something I'm wondering. So Thetis, Achilles' mother, she never liked Patroclus, you know, right? Right. Um, she always hated him, and it really wasn't even, like, in the way that, like, if this was, like, a modern-day contemporary novel where the parent would be, like, oh, like, you know, like, hating on them for being gay. Like, it, it was nothing like that. It was Achilles, or Patroclus is, a, he's immortal. Like, you're a god, Achilles. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you shouldn't be associating yourself with a mortal, right? Mm-hmm. And that was, like, her big issue with him, but... In my personal opinion, I feel like her issue just, like, stemmed so much farther. Like, that was for her son being half-mortal himself. And she was... I would I don't want to say she was okay with him being raised as a mortal. But, like... Because she offered her own, like, distaste to it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, she's a god. And we've seen her do pretty drastic things before when she doesn't like something. And if she really didn't want Achilles being raised there, Achilles would not have been raised there. Yeah. Right? And... So, I feel like just the idea that she had all this hatred for Patroclus just because he was immortal just, like, never really made sense to me, right? Really? And then... I... It did. It made sense. But it was, like, a lot of hatred. I was like, I feel like there's something else, like... Oh, for sure. Like, the hatred was not for Patroclus at all. It was, like, such an outlet for her. For sure. And then, it, and you kind of see that she didn't fully hate him, like, at the end of the novel, which we'll kind of get to in a second. But I think it was almost just because, like, so she was, while she kind of seemed like a terrible mother throughout the novel, like, did anyone like her? No, I don't think so. Um, she really didn't want, you know, Achilles' fate to be determined. She, like, did everything she could to keep him from this war, like we saw, like, at the island and stuff like that. And it's almost like, I wonder if she knew yeah that like patroclus was going to be the reason ultimately for the prophecy being fulfilled because quite honestly if it wasn't for the patroclus dying achilles probably would have lived a lot longer yeah like no one could have killed him i'm gonna say like a very interesting opinion the mother was honestly like my favorite character by the end of the book (laughs) at the end of the book you totally saw her in like a whole new light and like the reason why I was, like, thinking this, like, so much is, like, why maybe her, like, issue with Patroclus was mm-hmm. actually more rooted in, like, fear for Achilles' destiny than, like, Patroclus himself. Exactly. And even the fact that he was immortal. Because when Achilles was already dead, she had no issue letting them be together. Exactly. Right? Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, that's why I think, like, yeah, it's so those final pages are so impactful and pivotal and almost like plot twisty because you're just like wait a minute like (laughs) what but when you look at it like i've honestly felt for the mom because like if we look at her backstory like she was she was raped and then had to have a child and then had to give up the child and then the child didn't want to be with her you know be a god and i guess she would see that her child didn't want to be with her and so and then she sees you know she hears this prophecy that the extra time that she might have had with Achilles because she's already having less time than she would probably want with her own son right because at the end of the day like I think like you can't argue that she didn't love Achilles like she loved Achilles I feel like and 
Mm-hmm. And so she's already on, like, almost in her idea, because gods are immortal, she already feels like she's on borrowed time with this son, because he's, like, part mortal. And then already she's getting a fraction of a fraction of that time uh which is like just already minuscule in her eyes and then there's this prophecy saying that she might get even less time and so at this point she's like i'm only getting like zero point like zero 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 like two percent of like my son's like i'm time like with him and so and then Patroclus comes out and I think you know she's a god she probably knows she can see you know uh, she was probably just kind of like perusing along and you know Achilles was safe for first half of his life and then she's like okay maybe like Achilles is safe if we keep going like this like it's okay and then Patroclus comes along and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is different. Like, this is not good. Like, I don't like this. <laughs> and so in some ways I feel like that really made her kind of human because she was just, at the end of the day, you could argue that she was just a mother trying to protect her son and afraid of change. And I'm like, come on, like, what human, like, isn't afraid of change and what mother or, like, what semi-decent mother wouldn't want to, like, protect their kid? So... Mm-mm. Well, and there was... There's so many, like, I totally agree with you. Like, I did, I felt, I felt a bit bad for her. Um, And then especially the end of the book, I really liked her. Mm. Um, However, it was just a matter of, like, I don't know. I just felt like for, you know, a parent and their child, like, she, if she loved him so unconditionally, you know, like a mother loves her child and, you know, in the human sense of it. Like, I just feel like it was a little bit weird how she treated Achilles because there was so many times where it was just, you know, because I feel like in most cases, a mother would, like, do almost anything to, like, bring her child, like, comfort, if that makes sense, you know? (laughs) And then, so something that's really interesting is, so there's lines in the book when Achilles found out about the prophecy and then he went and spoke to his mother and then she, he Achilles said I asked her if she would look after you take care of you mm. when I'm when I'm gone and then and then Patroclus like well what did she say she said no and obviously we know that that's not what ended up happening because after Achilles was gone she did take care of Patroclus and you know reunited them and all that's you know mm. right but you know, for her to tell Achilles no was very interesting because, you know, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Like, I 100% agree with you that, like, she was just a mother who I feel like loved her child. Like, mm-hmm. but what I thought was really interesting, if she was just, like, a mother who loved her child, you'd almost think she would do the opposite. Like, even if she wasn't intending on taking care of Patroclus, you'd think she'd want to, like, comfort her child. You know what? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that for you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Is that, does that make no, sense? No, that does make sense. Like, and there was, there was, like, a couple instances like that where, like, Achilles, like, please, mom, like, please, like, I'm, like, begging you for help. And she's, like, mm, sucks to suck. Yeah. You know? I just thought that was, like, <laughs> very interesting. I feel like if, like, for, you know, just for funsies, if we're really going to look at it from her POV, though, I guess Achilles was already <laughs> so mortal. Why would she, like, feed into that and be, like, compassionate? Like, you know, she'd be, like, ew, I... He's already so mortal. Like, I need to, like, 
he needs to it's almost like a saw like I need to sharpen this sword a bit you know? um mm-hmm. me and <laughs> I don't know why but in my head all I can think of is the quote I am become a blade right now and I'm just like <laughs> not, not what I mean. um yeah but oh but I feel like another thing too that's so interesting and it kind of Per, not proves, but like, oh no, I guess it kind of proves my point more. Where it was just like, all the mother might have really wanted with Achilles was just time. Was after death, what did Achilles, what did Patroclus and Achilles' mother do? Like, he just, she just like told him to tell her all of the moments in Achilles' life. Like, yeah, that was, see. That's the thing that I think is so interesting about Thetis as a character because when Achilles was alive, she really didn't like, I feel like in my personal opinion, like they did have moments together, but I feel like, you know, she really didn't create these moments that like Achilles would like, Mm. there would have been ways where she could have made Achilles, like Achilles didn't want to be around her. And honestly, I don't really blame him because of how she did treat him when he was alive, Mm. right? Mm. And so I find it so interesting, her character, because you can tell she loves Achilles so much and all she wants is time with her son. And yet anytime she got that time, she kind of abused it a little bit and like really made it so that Achilles didn't want to come back, you know? And so it's very interesting to me. And I just like something I can't quite figure out (laughs) as to like why, you know, why she would want all this time with him and want to hear about his whole life but then yet when he was actually like there she didn't really seem to care much about i wonder if she was trying to convince herself that she didn't care like you know i bet that could be a possibility and then when he was dead like there was no denying it because grief was eating her up and so that's true that's kind of cool i like that and so she was and so obviously then when she goes to achilles grave and then Patroclus is like, hey, <laughs> like, of course, hey. Yeah, how y'all like, of, of course, like, I can totally see how she's like, well, I guess this can kind of, this can make me heal the tiniest bit and maybe feel like, get mm-hmm. rid of this like hole in my heart just a little bit, like the tiniest bit and, uh, you know, and so... Yeah, I honestly, I felt for the mom by the end of the book. and For mm. sure. That's cool. I like what you brought up there. That's yeah. fun. Okay. I'm going to read one more discussion question. Yes. Um, before I put them away. Okay. <laughs> Near the end of the book, Odysseus comes to speak to Achilles' son on Patroclus' behalf. Mm-hmm. Why do you think he does this? Um... Yeah. What did Odysseus I kind of have, like, a Odysseus. He was the one who, like, went to Achilles' son and was like, hey, so, like, really awkward. I know you. No. Who's that? No, Odysseus. He was, like, the guy who went and recruited him for war, them for war originally, like, off the island. And he was the one who was, like, always telling stories, like, about his wife and stuff. And then, like, his other, like, Oh, partner. I was, was pretty like, oh my god, not this story again. Yeah, I thought it was pretty obvious why he did that because he was just like, I know if it was me, like I would want to meet my wife in the afterlife. 
Yeah, and I think there's that. That's a big part of it, which is why I think, like, he brought up his wife so much, like, early on in the novel. But what I think was also, like, kind of cool is, like, I don't know if you remember this, but when they first, re- when Odysseus first recruited him for, like, the two boys for war, it was, like, and they were, like, making camp for the first night. And then he's, like, oh, I know, like, you guys, like, share a tent or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then Achilles and Patroclus were kind of, like, ah, y- yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, not really sure what they're going to react because not really many people knew about their relationship. You know what I mean? Like, there was, like, a handful of people who did, but, like, this is, like, a totally different thing, right? right? And so I think that they were just, like, a little bit kind of, like, oh, are people going to respond to this and all that stuff? And then he's, like, oh, like, yeah, okay, there you go. Like, don't worry about it. Like, Yeah. And he was, like, very, like, accepting of their relationship because I think he just, like, saw how much they, like, mm. cared for each other because I think he also watched Patroclus follow Achilles to war. For sure. Right? And I feel like that was also a very big thing. So then I think he just, like, saw them from, like, the beginning and how, like, their love for each other continued even throughout the whole war when, like, everybody else that was, like, a part of, like, the crew, like... They kind of, like, lost themselves a little bit. And, like, I'm not saying, like, Achilles obviously lost himself quite a bit. But one thing they never lost was, like, what they felt for each other. And then I feel like Odysseus really saw mm-hmm. that. And he was, like... Yeah, that's really wholesome. And also, I feel like another thing that we could argue is... Because Odysseus's wife is dead, right? Or, like, not dead. Oh, she he doesn't know. He's missing know. his wife. I feel like if... Yeah, he's been away at war for ten yeah, years. I feel like when you mourn for love so much, you could spot it from a mile away, no matter who has it, you know? It's kind of like... That's true. It's kind of like um, when someone has something you want. Like, you're going to spot it in a crowd, right? Or, you know, in the simplest terms, when you're at, like, a freaking Boxing Day sale, you know exactly where to go. <laughs> you're like, I... I want the new iPod. You're like, I know exactly the quickest path to get there. I can spot it from a mile away. I know exactly where I'm going. It's kind of like that, I feel like, a little bit. And so totally in that moment, I just feel like because I feel like they didn't really touch on, like, homophobia much in this society. Like, they did a bit, but, like... No. But in the sense, if you're going to argue, like, it was strange that he wasn't homophobic of, like, Patroclus and Achilles, it's like, I feel like he was probably just at a point where it was like, I know what love feels like, and I know what it feels like not to have love. I never want to be the cause of, like, getting rid of that for someone else, because it hurts to, like, not have it. So I feel like that was just, like, his thing. For sure. Um, okay, I think we should talk about the tears, because I feel like we both had two very different crying experiences <laughs> when we read this. Okay, so welcome to Olivia Exposes Herself as a Heartless Bitch. Um, I didn't... Ooh. Ooh. My favorite segment. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is the first episode, and it is Lily's favorite segment. We love that. Um... Yeah, I cry. I didn't cry at any of the deaths. I only cried at the final page. Literally, I was so shook. I was like, "You're telling me I go through this entire like 352 page book, and I only cry on the 352nd <laughs> page?" I'm like, "That is so." I never would have guessed that. That's so silly. Like, but it was just yeah. the. And honestly, it was the quote because it's not even a full page. It's like a half of a page. It was the quote, um, go, he waits for you, that just, like, sent me. Like, I just don't know why, because I felt like after that, 
I feel like for me, okay, I feel like I figured out what it was. I've just, I've analyzed it. I've psychoanalyzed myself. I think I figured it out. Uh, when I started this book, there's just, it, I knew that it was a sad book. And so I just assumed instantly that one of them was going to die. And so I assumed instantly that this love story was just destined to be tragic. And so when it was, like, sure. I wasn't surprised. I was like, well, it is what it is. We saw this coming. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to cry over something that I, saw a mile away you know like this is ridiculous but then I cried uh, because I think I was surprised that they got a happy ending like in their own sick way yeah and so when I saw like go he waits for you and honestly I was just like I was a little bit surprised by the mother still like at that moment where I was like oh she's actually not interesting like she's she's like doesn't hate Patroclus anymore and then when she it just happens so suddenly that it's like yeah for like months and months like we all of this I would tell her everything about Achilles and she would listen and smile and reminisce and then all of a sudden she's like I've done it and I'm just I remember reading I was like what and then uh it was just so wholesome when he looks down and he's like and my name is now like underneath Achilles and I and then they go and there's that final quote where I'm really tearing up thinking about it where it was just like when they found each other in the afterlife, it was like a thousand suns, like being poured or something like that. I was like, oh my goodness. That, yeah. Well, for me, like, I. I didn't cry when, like, Patroclus died. I cried a little bit afterwards when it was like Achilles realized that, like, oh, this is on you. Mm. This is 100% your fault. And then it was, like, Achilles, like, really weird grieving process that he had where he, like, was, like, freaking packing that body around, like, the whole <laughs> um, yeah, that And then I feel like that. And then it was just, like, the line where he was, like, having, like, the really fitful sleep. And then he woke up and he's, like, Patroclus, I'm here, yeah, I'm here. And then I, he that was sad. Like, he's dead. And so, like, that's when I shed, like, a few tears. Like, that's definitely when I shed my first few tears. But, like, what had me bawling was, like, this, like, and then I stopped crying. And then, like, Achilles died. And I was, like, okay, okay. And then I was, like, he's put out of his misery <laughs> at this point. And then, so I didn't cry at that or anything. But, like, where I did cry the majority was at the part where you cried. But then I realized that they were, like, not together in the afterlife. And how Patroclus couldn't cross over. And they were still separated. And that just, like... That's what got me so upset. <laughs> yeah, that um, was, yeah, that was so sad. I, for me, I can't tell if they were equal parts sad tears or happy tears because, like, I'm so happy that, like, they're together. And, but then it's, I was like, but it's so sad that they even died at all. I was like... <laughs> I know. And so I feel like I just had, like, so, like, I mostly cried at, like, the same part as you. And, like, but I definitely did shed a few tears over, like... Achilles grieving process and just like how much he was I feel like the difference is you like shed tears over that but I just like felt like a little pang of sadness I was like oh that's sad but I just like kept going I was like oh I felt something I felt a little (laughs) bit of something there and then I just like continued um until ultimately three no for sure I think we Yeah, that part, uh, and then when Achilles, like, stupid son showed up, and he's like, mm-hmm. no, my father should not be, like, buried with, you know, Patroclus, I was like, 
I knew you were in here for a purpose. The biggest plot twist was Achilles' son being a homophobe. (laughs) I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, but honestly, I kind of get it. I was was like, if Achilles wasn't gay, then I would have a dad. Like, I could totally see that. So, yeah. Yeah, it was very interesting because he was raised by Thetis, right? Yeah, that was so interesting to me. And, then and so, was like, it's kind of like you? an inside of what... Oh, sorry. Like, and then it was like, a Patroclus was like, did you love one son more than the other? And it was so interesting because she, she did end up low-key admitting that the son she loved more was the one that she didn't raise. So, I don't know. I feel like that could say something, too. Well, and I think what's very interesting is... You could say that, like, yes, Thetis hated the fact that Patroclus was so involved in Achilles' life. And Thetis hated that, you know, he was, you know, had all these mortal friends and stuff like that. But then you could also argue that, you know, Achilles' son is just exactly what Achilles Mm. would have become. Exactly. Without Patroclus, right? Totally. And... And then even Thetis admitted that she didn't like that, which I think was, like, a big... When Achilles, or when Patroclus asked her that, I think she was like, oh, shit. Mm, to, Maybe, Patroclus, you were good for Achilles. Yeah. <laughs> to go a step further than that, I, to me, I see it as a thing of Thetis was... Uh, oh, no, what's the kid's name? Oh, Achilles' son was there to represent what Achilles would have been if he was raised by the gods, and that could also show another reason why Thetis was more lenient to let Achilles be raised as a mortal because for sure she didn't like that apparently because we find out that she didn't like the result of that and she probably saw that coming so oh there's just so many things in this book so many things that are so complex and and just we didn't even get into the whole like belly situation of like (laughs) I feel like there's just so much that it can't be possibly done in one conversation. I know, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just such a complex storyline, but I feel like we got into a lot of the good parts of it today. I think so. I can totally... Uh, all I'm saying is, this book is better than the books I had to analyze in English class. Like, I didn't... Oh, I just read Weathering Heights for English, <laughs> okay? So you tell me. This... Kids who get to read this are lucky little bitches. I swear. Like, mm. I'm gonna hate those Even. kids. Like, I swear, one of my younger cousins, one of my younger cousins is gonna cut to your name, but I have to read the song of Achilles for school, and I'm gonna be like, Are you kidding? I'll write your paper. Move. Back in my day. <laughs> back in my day um even more than that though i'm more just like jealous because i feel like this is something i could actually write an essay on and like be interested in what i'm writing and uh, instead of like you know i remember like in english i had to do like to kill a mockingbird and i was just writing this essay on okay to kill a mockingbird slapped do not but like when you're writing an essay on it like there really isn't too too much to take away from it other than like racism is bad and you're just like okay like we kind of knew that that already you're like that's true that's true Mm. um but this book was so good loved it cried over it thought it was amazing um it it hurts more to reminisce on this book like the more i think about like i know because especially in the beginning they were so wholesome and everything was just so beautiful and just youthful and free it's just, like, it honestly hurts to, like, think about, like, young Patroclus and Achilles and them in, like, the mountain and how there was even, like, 
Patroclus and Achilles, like, literally said to Chiron, oh, Patroclus said to Chiron, like, oh, we'll be back in, like, a week anyway. Like, we'll come back to the mountain. And Chiron was like, yeah, sure. But in his head, he was like, no, you're not. And so, like, there's so many things. Like, they could have had such, like, wholesome lives, but, you know, it is what it is. Godly responsibilities. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think that's all I want to say before I get started on a new tangent because that's definitely something I would do. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, yeah, we don't want to make this into a twenty page essay. No, just ten. Ten will have to do for yes. today. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so that you get a notification every time we post a new one. And follow our podcast TikTok at Two Girls to Read Podcast. And yeah. we'll see you next Wednesday. This was very like thought and like analytical. Next Wednesday we'll probably be back to like oh my god, let's talk about the smut scenes. Sergey Moss. Sergey Moss. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Girls with swords. Really. <laughs> oh, good. Probably. Okay. 